I realized is that the way that my friends were doing philanthropy in New York City was very different to the way that my nonprofit was trying to fundraise from donors. And what I realized was that technology was getting in the way, so that was a huge opportunity. You're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Welcome to another episode of the Payments Innovation Podcast. This is your host, Chris D'Antona with Currency Cloud. Today, I'm happy to have the co-founder and CEO of Good World, Dale Pfeiffer. Dale, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's really good to have you on today. I think it's really timely as well. But yeah, for our listeners, it'd be great if you can give a, a brief background on yourself and you know the, the history of, of how you came out and founded Good World, and then we can get into you know, Good World's offering and uh, how you bring it to market. Fantastic. Well, it is great to be on. So thank you again for having me. And I'm, um, I'm a New Zealand native, as you can probably hear from my accent, and a recovering academic. So I started my career as an academic actually researching networks and I came over to the US um, to do some work at a university and arrived in, arrived in New York at that time and was sort of involved in the philanthropic circles in New York City. And what I realized was the way, um, and I was working for a nonprofit at the time, and what I realized is that the way that my friends were doing philanthropy in New York City was very different to the way that my nonprofit was trying to fundraise from donors. And what I realized was that technology was getting in the way, so that was a huge opportunity. And I wanted to build, uh, com- uh, wanted to, you know, the idea was to build the new backbones for new philanthropy. So modern philanthropy, the type of philanthropy that, uh, you know, millennials and Gen Z, um, would really love, would, um, you know, are engaging in. And that was sort of how Good World got started. And so, you know, I, I met my co-founder, John Gossett, and we, we got started and we built this platform um, actually initially for social media fundraising. So we created instant payments for charity on Facebook, Twitter. You retweeted to donate on Twitter, swipe up to donate on Instagram and the web. And then um, through talking with our nonprofit partners, really realized that what they needed was not only donations on social media, but they wanted a full range of products that were much more compatible with their younger donors. So things like rounding up and donating digital, uh, your digital spare change, uh, platform, uh, things like digital gift cards. So, you, you know, instead of you know, by going out and buying someone a present, you could give them a gift card that planted a tree or built a school or, you know, and then they needed it all to be, you know, and lots of other features that we have and needed it to be all tied together with a sophisticated uh, uh, donor management system. So, and, and so that's what we built. And now we have an all-on-one fundraising product and that is product is called Cheerful Giving. And um, we have thousands of charities on that platform. And then more recently, we launched a new product called Good Business. 
on my travels, I'd heard from a lot of nonprofits and also a lot of businesses a really strong desire to step up around their corporate social responsibility and do more to sort of help their various communities. So we launched Good Business, and Good Business is a product that makes it easy and um, as a cost-effective way for businesses to really make an impact through engaging their employees and their customers. And the third part to the business is that, you know, we are a fintech company. MasterCard is our major investor, and we work really closely with MasterCard and a number of other big strategic corporates for them to be able to come and essentially white-label our technology and um, offer it to their to their customers. So, you know, our our mission as a business is really to, you know, is to really make philanthropy easy and to bring an element of social good into every transaction and to really build a tribe of everyday givers. And so those are the three different ways that we're doing that and building an ecosystem to really bring all of those parties together. Yeah, thanks for that. And obviously really important um, three areas, which uh, I'll, I'll definitely want to dive into a bit deeper. And, uh, you know, as you mentioned, the initiative for companies with their um, their CSR programs, you know, has a bunch of positive statistics around it, which I know we'll, we'll dive into. I think for our listeners to, to begin, um, you know, as you mentioned, you know, giving them the, the, the ability to offer these types of services. And so for, for, I guess, the listeners that are trying to understand how it works, and I know we talked about it prior to, to jumping on, but you know, as you're acting as the acquirer per se, um, and, and you're adding, uh, you know, the collection of payments, and then it, it, you'll, you'll take on um, the delivery mechanisms in the back end. Is that essentially how it works for, you know, the, the corporate or the business looking to offer this type of service? Yeah, we we sort of have different products that work on different backends depending on who the uh, who the major client is. But we, um, you know, that's essentially right. So we go out and you know we we'll work with a charity and 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 our technology will be be the backbone of their donor management and fundraising system. So um, what that really means is that you know we'll provide all the technology that interfaces with the donor. And then uh, we will send the payments through to we, we use Stripe as a, as a, you know one of our kind of front end payment systems, and you know in other cases we use Mastercard. So that's that's exactly right. We're the kind of the public facing inter- interface that acquires the payments and takes it through to the payment processes. Yeah, it's a really big you know key key initiative as well. I think in in and at least in my perspective, to make it as easy as possible for them to get involved without having to go out and establish multiple partnerships like like their own relationship with the payment service providers and things like that you know you're making it really easy both technically and, and uh you know efficiently to be uh having the access to it so you did mention uh you know the the early on you know through social media and then obviously expanding areas were you seeing obviously there was demand to have it in their own type of environment are there certain products that you were offering that you were seeing a lot more demand in as far as like, you know, let's say like micro donations or, or different areas that the businesses were really getting traction in that they wanted to essentially own in their own environment? Yeah, I, you know, we see, so I think, you know, philanthropy really used to be kind of, 
you know, thought of as something that happened with higher, you know, big donors writing big checks, maybe going to a fancy gala, have, having a four course meal. And, you know, that was sort of the way that we used to you'd think of philanthropy. You know, now with our modern givers, with our younger generation givers, the philanthropy is, has changed a lot. And we see these huge trends of younger people wanting to give you know, more frequently, to give smaller amounts and to give really in the moment that they feel inspired. And that's why social media fundraising has taken off so much because, you know, you, you know, you might be on social media, you'll see a video, you'll feel the emotion and you immediately want to do something about it. So, you know, and, and so often like microphilanthropy is a huge trend that we've seen and people who, you know, really want to give every day and give in small amounts because it really increases the, the, the benefit to them, you know. If, if you sign up for, for example, for spare change donations and, you're, and you are donating, you know, a few cents of every transaction, uh, if you're donating a, donating a few cents of every transaction and you sort of see that coming off your card, there's a really empowering thing because you're getting reminded of the good that you're doing on a on an everyday basis. So that's that feedback loop is really important. Um, events are really important, you know. And of course, you know, at the moment, events have gone online, but events are a really important thing to you know for younger donors to be brought into a to be brought into a nonprofit and to have that kind of um, experience of the nonprofit experiences are really important. And of course, now with the coronavirus, events have very much gone online and we're seeing nonprofits just a huge amount of creativity in terms of, you know, raising money through online events. So, so those are, you know, and I think another big trend that we're seeing as well is more and more nonprofits offering sort of gift options or uh, uh, gift sort of catalogs, I think as we kind of move more into a world that's slightly less materialistic and more worried about, you know, things like the environment and bigger social environmental issues, uh, you know, consumerism, you know, people aren't giving, uh, charities are wanting to offer people the option to give a gift that's more meaningful, for example, like planting a tree or building a school or things like that. So charities are really, you know, rallying and finding, you know, making their the donations of their donors very specific so they can really visualize and understand what impact it's having. And these these gift catalogs and gift uh, cards are one of the ways that we're seeing that as well. That's a really good point. Um, you know, having, having at least what we've noticed being in the, in the payment space, a variety of options um, always seems to be the key beneficiator um, to driving more business and, and, and fulfilling I guess your end customers um, with with all of the benefits that you just said. Obviously, there's a lot of there's a lot of reason to to for businesses to take this on uh, as they are today and expand. You know, their their offering and, and their their positive branding. Um, could you talk a little bit about? I know we did <laughs> prior to this um, some of the benefits that you know the that the corporates get from from this offering whether it's, you know, their employees or the end customers you know, driving traffic to this, this area. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the operating environment of businesses has really changed. And I think that really began with social media. 
because all of a sudden, you know, there's been this very powerful two-way communication channel that's been created and obviously in a public domain. So, you know, public opinion matters more than ever to businesses and, you know, it has really had a powerful effect. And, you know, I think we see, you know, with the business roundtable coming out with its perp- with its statement for a purpose corporation and a whole lot of companies, you know, coming on board. And it's interesting, you know, what, you know, really looking into that business roundtable statement and trying to understand what they mean by a purpose corporation. You know, a purpose corporation, according to them, means the purpose of the corporation is really to to focus on creating value for a broader range of stakeholder groups. So it's not just the shareholders. It's, you know, how are we really providing great value to our employees? How are we really providing great value to our customers? How are we, you know, really providing value to you know other companies on our supply chain and I think when it comes to a time of a crisis these things become 2020 because you know all of a sudden people are, are really struggling you know maybe there is a one of your one of people in your team one of your workers has been affected by the coronavirus you know you know just using the current uh, situation as an example maybe they've been affected you know by the coronavirus and are needing direct aid themselves maybe there's a business in your you know a critical business but a small business in your supply chain that is really struggling and and you know it's at, at risk of being shut down because of coronavirus so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of reasons, really, really good reasons for businesses now to really take this very seriously and be doing more and be seen to be doing more to support a broader range of stakeholder groups. And, you know, there is a lot of really, you know, apart from this kind of, you know, visibility and, you know, you know, doing the right thing kind of, you know, obviously for the right reasons, you know, in terms of, you know, uh, business impact, you know, obviously it's going to drive, you know, the value of your brand up. And you see even brands that have been built, you know, on this, you know, buy one, give one away or, you know, buy, do something and, you know, you know, some proceeds will be going to, um, you know, a particular charity. So, you know, we see a lot of that, but also, you know, with uh, loyalty, you know, uh, for example, you know, but particularly also with millennials, like, you know, create, you know, encouraging sort of loyalty and retention. There's some really interesting statistics um, that came out of a cone communication um, millennial employee engagement study. And they say it showed that 88% say their job is more fulfilling um, when employees provide an opportunity to make a positive impact. say they would actually take a pay cut to work for a socially responsible company. And 64% wouldn't take a job from a company that didn't have strong CRS practices. So these are huge numbers, particularly around, you know, attracting and creating loyal um, employees from sort of that younger millennial and below class. You know, but we're also, you know, really seeing some, you know, strong trends in that direction from customers and, you know, uh, customers who have come out and have really strong CRS programs that engage their, that engage their employees. Some of them have been just outstandingly successful. 
you know, for example, there's a small local hardware store close um, to where I live that we've been doing some work with. And they have a system where they ask, you know, basically at the checkout, will you round up and donate your spare change and help uh, and, and uh, plant trees with us? And so, you know, they have like a, a tally going in the store, how many trees that they've planted, they broadcast it on their social media. And as a community, I think another really interesting trend is that, you know, business are leading, you know, seeing businesses leading the way on social responses, but also, you know, engaging their employees and customers to to work with them on it. You know, that, that you know, and the, that community around that little hardware store celebrates every month how many trees that they have planted together um, as a community. So I think, you know, when it comes to, you know, you know, pitching this and we have decks, uh, you know, sales, you know, decks or pitch decks that, you know, we're off where, you know, we offer to people to help sort of, you know, convince senior management. But it's really around, you know, you know, doing what's right in terms of impact. It's really around loyalty, both customer and employee loyalty and retention and also around motivation you know, really motivating employees and, and letting them feel like through their jobs, you know, I think a lot of people feel like, you know, they spend a huge amount of time on, you know, their jobs and things like that. And then after that, they feel like, okay, now, now I need to go out and do my social good. Well, bringing that social good inside the workplace and really enabling them to do that well at work can be a huge motivator as well for specific team members. Most definitely. And really good statistics that you mentioned there. I mean, anything, usually anything over 50% is considered a positive, but we're, you're in the eighties and nineties. It's, 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 it's super impressive. Um, and, you know, uh, explains the, the immediate attention that it's getting and, and the need. I do want to touch on, you know, before we wrap up here, obviously the times we're in is a, is, is a bit different than normal. Um, and given the fact that you are obviously embedded into this space prior to the events that we're in now, I'd love to get your perspective on the last, I guess, two to three months and how, if anything, um, you know, this this area has changed as far as demand goes, you know, different opportunities that might be, I guess, initiated from, you know, the, the, the situation of COVID that we're in now, I'd love to get your perspective on, on anything uh, and everything, I guess, in this space. Yeah, I think, we've, I mean, just like with every sector, this, you know, nonprofits have really, really been struggling. And, you know, obviously, I think, you know, there's some nonprofits that have, you know, in some areas of need that has been, you know, really put front and center, like, you know, hunger has been a big issue that a lot of resources have been going into and, you know, just kind of helping out the people who have been affected really badly by COVID. But, you know, I think the it's, you know, we've just seen such a radical change in the nonprofit uh, world. You know, I spoke a little bit earlier about how most nonprofits had an event that they were planning to have, but the, that's all had to go online. So virtual events have become really big. And just also um, one thing, one other thing which has become really big and important that we've seen is just the number, you know, even though businesses have all been, you know, most businesses have uh, have been hurt by COVID, but 
the incredible thing and the heartening thing that I've been seeing is so many businesses have really tried to step up and also, you know, support and, and respond. And one of the things that, you know, we're really passionate about doing is, you know, you know, for example, um, around this area of direct aid. So, you know, if uh, an employee's been hurt, like how can we provide direct aid directly to that person instead of like providing a grant to a nonprofit that would then go and, you know, disperse that to, to people that m- may need help, but um, your employee. So we're seeing a lot of new kind of cases. We're seeing, you know, a lot of businesses step up and give grants to other businesses in their supply chain that are struggling, you know, or, you know, businesses step up and giving grants to businesses that are part of their, their customer base as well. So, you know, I think, I think we're, we're, you know, seeing a lot and, and honestly, like I've just been, it's been a, a really busy time for us because, you know, I feel that we we feel very fortunate to be able to be helping in this time. And, and really, you know, my team has been just working huge hours, just, you know, really helping our nonprofit position for this, but also really with the businesses that we work with, really working with businesses to understand like what these modern ways, what these new ways that businesses want to work to really help and support the communities that they're part of and the communities that surround them, um, but also working to help more of that connectivity between businesses and nonprofits because of that's that's sort of part of the sweet spot of where we sit. And I see that this is going to be an absolutely huge area of growth for the future um, as businesses get more and more involved and really, you know, while leading the way, obviously, in the area that their business is in, but also really leading the way in terms of giving back and really, you know, also helping really drive uh, solutions and, and to social problems and environmental problems. Um, because after all, you know, you know, these problems affect all of us. So, you know, it is enlightened self-interest that is doing well by doing good. But, um, you know, it has become it has become really, really important for businesses to think about how they can uh, really step up and and uh, help with social environmental problems that affect them and affect us all. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we can close on that because you make a really good point there, you know, in addition to all the benefits. In this time, at least we're seeing as well that you have companies that want to do something, but sometimes the hill is too high to climb. And for, you know, obviously for companies like yourself to make it as easy as possible to initiate this type of work um, is, is massive <laughs> to, to get out there and attention to, to show them how easy it is to, to get started and to make a change without having to, you know, invest uh, you know, t- a lot of time and effort. In order, because sometimes you know these projects are are, are are beneficial for the companies, and they see a lot of those benefits. But there's there's a lot of uh, work that needs to go into it, and for opportunities like bringing companies like yourself to make it as easy as possible is is massive uh, to to bring to market. And so, I'm glad we got to touch on that. Uh, you know, while we wrap up here. Well, Dale, it was great to have you on. I guess before we close out, and we'll definitely add it in 
to the blog here, but what is the best way for potential partnerships or customers to get in touch with you and your team? That would just be through our website. So our website, our good business website is business.goodworld.me and our cheerful giving uh, website, which is our cheerful giving, which is our nonprofit suite of tools is cheerfulgiving.com. But um, there's uh, lots of ways you can get in touch with us on, on those websites. Awesome. Yeah, we'll be sure to share all, all of the pages necessary so we can get everyone connected to you and, and your team. Well, like I said, it was really good to have you on today. I'm glad we had it uh, when we did. I think there'll be um, you know, a lot of attention uh, brought to this area um, you know, sooner than later, already what's there. Um, and, you know, hope that we can bring um, some people over to you guys to to connect as well. Fantastic. Hey, thank you so much, Chris. It was great to meet you and uh, stay safe. Yeah, you as well. Take care. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at CurrencyCloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.